today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Right, uh, Simon Harris is here, Minister for Further and Higher Education, Research, Innovation and Science. Good morning. Good You're morning, welcome. You. So your reaction to what we heard from Ivana Bacic there, saying that the Minister, uh, Media Minister Catherine Martin's position, she believes, is untenable. Well, I reject that and I reject that out of hand. But I do think there are things that can happen today, and I say today, that can bring clarity to this situation. The RTE carousel, this constant saga needs to end. I am so sick and tired of coming into studios like this where all we do in RTE is talk about RTE. I'm sure you're sick of it. I'm quite sure the listeners are sick of it. Yeah, I think a there lot are of people, people are, yeah. Yeah, well, well yeah, th- we don't all need to be commentators in relation to this because there are people in this building and they may be listening to this programme today and they could help resolve some of these issues today. Who? Well, I think the management team in RTE could help resolve. We the don't Director need, General, you mean? The, the Director General and other people. It's not nothing about personalising it. The Director General is doing a good job. But RTE has a legal obligation to provide details in relation to the aggregate amount of exit payments. They don't need to wait till Monday. They don't need to wait till Tuesday. Get out a calculator, add up the figures and before the 6-1 news, produce them. RTE could, without breaching any confidences, any legal arrangements, any confidentiality clauses that they chose to put in place, RTE could today provide information in relation to the methodology that they that they undertook. Um, RTE could today publish the minutes of the remuneration committee meetings. And of course, the department could also produce today any documents, minutes or notes it has of its engagement with Mm. RT. So there are things that can happen today that will actually help end this saga and help us move on to the real issues people want to talk about in this country. Catherine Martin right to throw Shuni Rahali under the bus last night? I think Catherine Martin found herself in a very difficult situation last night and I don't, I don't accept the, the assertion that you put in the question. But she had no choice well, but to look, resign. If you're, if you're the minister, firstly, uh, let me say this firstly, I think Shuni Rahali is a very good and decent person. I think she epitomises the values of public service broadcasting and I think she's done a great service. I want to say that. I've never met her. I don't know her. But in watching the many, many, many uh, Iraq this RT committee, she always struck me as a very honest but and honourable individual. your government got rid of her last night? The minister Minister found herself in an invidious situation last night that no minister wishes to find themselves in. They're scheduled to go on a, an RT primetime programme. If they pull out of the RT primetime programme, that raises questions, where's the minister? If they go on the RT programme and don't share details that they've been made aware of during the day, you'd be asking me a very difficult set of questions today. So what the minister did last night was answer an honest question in relation to the fact that information had come to her attention during the course of the day. I think it is really regrettable that what the minister would have liked to happen didn't happen, which was that herself and Miss Nirali would have met today and Miss Nirali would have been in a position to, to, to talk through those issues. I would have preferred that to happen. It's regrettable it hasn't and we are now where but we are. But that could have happened yesterday. A phone conversation could have happened yesterday and this could have been ironed out because we know now, according to Shu and Nirali, that last October the department was told about the process around Richard Collins' exit. Well, I think it's important that we hear more about that today and I know Minister Martin would be eager for that to happen. Um, I expect that Minister Martin will speak to this later today. I think that's helpful as well because... Has she told you that? I'm aware that the Minister intends to speak uh, later today um, because I'm actually a little like yourself in your conversation with Finon. In reading the statement from the now former chair, it's not exactly clear what the department did and didn't know because I think the statement references that Mr. Rahali informed the department about the process. About the process, yeah. So it would be very useful and I know the Minister will be very eager for that clarity Mm. to be provided today. So my message is very simple here. 
a lot, it's, it might be a Friday. We don't need to go into a Saturday and a Sunday wondering. We can actually put useful information out today. The RT management team can do it today. There's no legal impediment in the wide earthly world for them doing any of the three things I've asked them to do. And equally, there's no legal impediment in the department. Well, they've already committed to doing that uh, in yeah, statements from the DG. When? But you want them to do it today. Well, well, that, that's I, understood. Because, but I think the public do too because the public actually now have a view that this RT carousel is beginning to actually distort media and political discourse in this country. It's pushing other items down the news agenda. So this is an, this is an organisation that I value. It's a public service broadcaster. It's actually doing damage to its own ability to actually report news stories because I'll turn on the 6-1 News tonight and what will it lead with? RTE mm. News. So there are things they can do today and, and there is there does need to be that degree of urgency. I fully appreciate the work the Director General is carrying out. I think a lot of it is commendable. I think he's doing a good job. But it can't be a case of make me transparent but not just yet. Let's do it today. Yeah, just going back to um, what Catherine Martin did last night on Primetime. Fionnan told us that the other leaders, the Coalition Party leaders were told about it in advance. Was the Cabinet told? Were no, you I, aware? I certainly had no you weren't aware. Advance, no. Are we to take it that if the leaders of the other two parties were told that they supported her going on and saying what she said? I truthfully don't have any information on this, so I don't want to add to any confusion. I would imagine, I would imagine that the leaders may have been aware that the minister had now new information, and if the minister was asked, the minister was mm. obviously going to honestly answer the questions. But I'm not aware of any yeah. more detail. Okay, but if you think about it for a moment, to go on prime time last night and to simultaneously ask for a meeting and then be unable to express confidence in somebody, I mean. The person had nowhere to go. The meeting was never going to happen, was it? Under those circumstances. Well, I genuinely expected the meeting would happen you this morning. You didn't. Nobody did. I genuinely... Well, we were I genuinely, all well, waiting. Well, it was genu- just a matter of well, time. Well, I, I mean, genu- I genuinely did. And I wasn't sure, if you're asking me honestly, I wasn't sure where it was going to go at the end of the meeting because it is quite a serious issue. I mean, I've paid tribute to Miss Nirali and I think that is is well earned. Um, she, she has done the state a lot of service and she deserves our gratitude. It's not a small matter. It's not a small matter if a minister was misinformed during the week twice. That's mm-hmm. not a small matter. And I do think questions being raised, including by my colleague Deputy Alan Dillon, are legitimate questions. And if I was a government minister in that situation, I too would find myself extraordinarily frustrated that I go out and give answers that I believe to be honest and truthful to the media and therefore to the Irish public and then find out that I've accidentally misled people in good faith on the basis of the information I was given. Having said that, I do think Miss Rahley, I think it would have been good to have that conversation because I don't believe she's in any way a dishonest person or a person who would have intentionally so set at, out to mislead. at the very least, Catherine Martin went about this the wrong way because that meeting couldn't have happened today because she couldn't express confidence in her last night so she should have picked up the phone yesterday. I'm honestly not sure of the chain of events yesterday in terms of what engagement there was and wasn't between RT, the DG, the chair, the board uh, the department, the minister but even and I've no doubt that will come, colleague, that will come clear um, in the day. Malcolm Byrne is asking questions about this this morning and and many others you well, heard Ivana earlier, uh, Brian Stanley saying the same thing, serious questions well, of, course now are asking, of course people are asking questions today, It'd be odd if they weren't, this is a story that is dominating media coverage for nearly eight months now but I don't think people want more questions they want more answers uh, and there is that opportunity to provide those answers today and I know Minister Martin intends to speak to this matter today uh, and I know Minister Martin intends to provide that clarity today because there is a, there's a vagueness in the former chair's statement around October and it's important that that is cleared up and I know the Minister is very eager to do mm-hmm. that. Because if that is correct and if Shuni Rally informed the department back in October of the process around Richard Collins' exit why did Catherine Martin's own officials not tell her what was going on? 
So I'm not going to get into the realm of speculation because I don't think it helps because I don't, I, I can't accept that assertion because I don't know it to be the case. What I do know, it's really important today that everybody involved in this, including the department, provide all of the information that they can, that they try and clarify that today. I know that uh, work is ongoing. I expect the minister today will wish to speak to this. In fact, I know she wishes to speak to this today. I think that's helpful. I'd encourage department officials to also fully cooperate with any questions the Rock This Committee is going to have. But this can be simplified. This can be simplified by people putting information into the public domain okay. today. I think, and I think that's a reasonable request and the government has previously and rightly said that RTE needs to get its house in order. Nobody would deny that. But there are questions about what's going on in the media department. The minister's command of detail is in question. Her handling of her own department is now in question. No, I don't believe it is. I believe Catherine Martin is a good minister. Well, you either accept what Shuni Raleigh is saying or not. I told the department on the 10th of October about the process that led to Richard Collins' exit. And Minister Martin said that she was not made aware of the fact that the remuneration committee had approved Mr Collins's exit package. She asked that on Monday, I believe. She asked that on Wednesday, I believe. The meetings lasted three hours. She went out and briefed the media and the information she was given, she has told us... What, she's correct. sitting beside a department official who could have said, we were told about this in October. Yeah, I think it's very important that department officials clarify what they knew as well. I know Catherine Martin to be a very diligent, very hardworking, very honest person. Uh, and I've absolutely no doubt she is in all her dealings in relation to this. And I think some of the glib commentary today from some in opposition is unfair. I mean, th- th- this is a very challenging position for any politician to find themselves in because we're trying to respect absolutely and fully the independence of RTE. So, I mean, we have a director general. We what, have do you a, find, we have a board. what do you find glib uh, exactly? I think some of the, some of the assertions being made around the minister are unfair because I think the minister has set about she found herself inheriting a really, really difficult situation in the public service broadcaster. She has set her mind to making sure that once and for all we finalise and settle the question around how we sustainably fund public service broadcasting and quite frankly that job that she's doing and doing with great dedication is being made more difficult by people in this place always promising to be transparent but at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. That needs to change. It needs to change now. We do not need a lecture in the law from RT. Thank you very much. We are legislators. We actually need RT to focus not on what it cannot provide to be more transparent but what it can provide okay. and it's really important that that happens and I, I'm just so sick and tired of hearing that it'll happen at some point in the future. But is getting rid of the chair going to set you on the path to getting where you need to be with all of this? Uh, that was not that was not the Minister's intention and I, I think the Minister's intention was to speak with the chair today and provide the chair with the space to outline why this confusion happened during the week that led to the Minister being misinformed. I regret that that did not happen. Now, we know that Catherine Martin is in favour of a direct funding model for RTE. There would be no licence fee. It would come from Exchequer funding. Is she right? Do you support her? I think all options should be on the table and I'm waiting her department to bring forward the recommendation at the right time. To me, though, it's more fundamental. The public, whatever model you pick, requires the people of this country putting their hand in their pocket and paying for public service broadcasting. Mm -hmm. They should do that. We should all do it. We want to do it. We value public service broadcasting. It becomes even more important in an era of disinformation and misinformation. It's made a hell of a lot easier for government to make those decisions if we can get to a period of calm and not saga in relation to RTE. So the government intends to try and make a decision on what a sustainable future funding model looks like. I'd like to see that done in advance of the Dawes summer recess. The Taoiseach has committed to it it being done uh, by this government. We don't intend to kick this into the long grass. But we could be helped with this by actually trying to finally once and for all show that transparency is at the core of all that RTE does. It's looking less and less likely it will be dealt with by this government. No, I really really don't believe that. Um, It's absolutely 
absolutely the government's intention from the Taoiseach down and absolutely Minister Martin's intention that this government will settle the question and we're very determined to do that. Okay, just on yeah, your own brief and we know that you're behind this effort to try and get tradesmen and women back from overseas to, to work here in Ireland, places like Australia, for example. But on that, the Irish Examiner had a really interesting report this week from um, quoting apprentices and their families who, who say they're very distressed. 9,000 of them waiting for off-the-job training. 4,000 of them have been waiting for more than six months. That's not a very attractive prospect to go into an apprenticeship if that's what's facing you. So of course the people coming back would already be qualified and, and therefore wouldn't likely be required. But in general terms but, you're but, trying but to get the, people but into no, this I, sector. I'm sorry I fully accept the broader point and it's, a serious, and it's a serious one. Last year we saw more people register as apprentices than ever before in the history of the state. We had a record number of new people become apprentices so the interest in apprenticeships is, is quite literally through the roof. It's going extraordinarily well. We're on track to hit our target of 10,000 new registered apprentices every year. In relation to what we call the backlog. There has been a backlog in relation to off-the-job training. That has largely arisen during the COVID pandemic and trying to catch up in relation to that. The good news that I would say to those apprentices now is that we have a €67 million investment in apprenticeships this year. We have now seen for three months in a row, three consecutive months, the number of people waiting falling. And Sullis, the agency with responsibility for this, believe they will eradicate the backlog during the course of the year. Uh, We're monitoring this extremely closely. We're opening new training centres, more capacity across the country and waiting times are coming down. Of course, people always wait a period of time between one phase and the other. The average wait time you'd expect in an apprenticeship is around six months. It's when it goes over six months mm-hmm. uh, that it in is In other countries, it's six problem. weeks. Yeah, well, well which is probably where it should be if you're on the road to a career and you're not being paid very well while you're in your apprenticeship. Well, being honest, the people who devise the curriculum around an apprenticeship tell me the key is that an apprenticeship should take four years, that somebody should be able to get in and out of training within four years. That four year time is being met in the overwhelming majority of cases. But I don't want to find a situation where someone's waiting to move from one phase to the other, because as you imply, that does suggest that does affect the level of pay they yeah. get paid. So there's a real impact on this. But we're absolutely committed to reducing it. And we have now seen three months uh, of progress. Minister, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for coming in. Minister Simon Harris. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.